right, let's talk about peace in his presence. And now in Ohio, somebody's gonna see that title and say, oh yeah, he taught this. I, you know, I remember this, I'll get part two. Well, I, I spent a lot of time talking about practice in his presence in Ohio. You know, because there's things that happen in God's presence. And we don't realize from the beginning that was the adversary's trick to get us out of the presence of God. Um, we're, we're powerful. Uh, we operate in a certain level of peace. We have a certain level of provision when we're in the presence of God. And subtly, if we don't pay attention, we'll be pulled out of the presence of God and don't realize it. And that's why we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hunger and thirst for the wrong things, which we'll get into. Let's go to Matthew 5. We're not going to talk about as much of practice in his presence as we're going to talk about our hunger and thirst today. So we're going to go to Matthew types of stuff. All right, so uh, Matthew 5. Some of, this is probably a familiar scripture for some and new for others. But let's walk through it. Matthew 5, verse 3. This is a blessed, blessed are the poor in spirit. And that's poor in spirit, no matter without. Poor in spirit is really, that, that phrase means humility. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It says, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. It says, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Right? And then, and then uh, verse 6, it says, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And that's the scripture we'll focus on. They that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. And, and so righteousness is, you know, you got so many different estrogens, but right standing, but, but really, they that hunger and thir thirst after being in the right place in God's presence shall be filled. And, and what we're going to find out today that, that, that we're walking around at times with a void or, or, or a hunger and a thirst, um, that, that God has been planning his entire, our entire lives to fill. And we don't have to be at that hunger and thirst, but if we don't shift some things, like we talked about on Wednesday, uh, how to understand everything, if we don't shift our understanding or renew our mind, we'll keep trying to get the thirst quenched, and we'll be making a lot of effort, but we'll just create more thirst, okay? And so, so this, this hunger and thirst is beyond information. It's way beyond just having information. And listen, get information. Get, sharpen your understanding. Read books. Do all those things. Go to school. Get a degree. That's fine. But don't stop there. It, it, it's, it's beyond information. It's, it's moving to revelation and ultimately transformation. Uh, 2 Corinthians 3. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 3. And if we, if we embrace this and meditate on it, go listen, you know, those that still listen to CDs, the CDs are always free. Those that don't, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, whatever your way of listening, you might want to listen to this over and over and over because it's, you'll, you'll keep pulling out some keys that's been stealing everything that, that, that you ultimately desire, what God desires for you. Now, 2 Corinthians 3, 17, it says, now... The Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. 
it's a supernatural freedom. But verse 18 is what we'll focus on. It says, but we all, we all, that's all of us, with open face, vulnerable and transparent, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So it's saying you're changed into his image from glory to glory. So we have a level of glory, but that's been... Um, doused or, or diluted by the sins of the world or being in this world. But when we come before God open face or vulnerable before God, we're, we're, we behold his glory and, and, and something takes place, a transformation takes place. So the, the closer you get to his presence, the more you're changed into his design image of you. The further away you get, the more you get corrupted and you lose sight of who you are. Scripture says, uh, James 1, it says, uh, the man was beholding himself in a mirror. He likes, he saw himself face to face. It says, but then he went his way. He didn't keep going that narrow way closer and closer to God's presence. He started getting pulled outside of that. And it said he, f he forgot what manner of man he was. Like he just lost sight of who he was, what he was capable of doing. I mean, some, sometimes we operate in fear. As if uh, the scripture says, having fear where no fear is. You know, it's just like, uh, I'm a movie guy, y'all know that. So, so in uh, the old, the old Wizard of Oz, you know, they, you know, they was afraid of the wizard. And, you know, they go see the wizard. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, they were shaking and trembling, the scarecrow and everybody. But then they, 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 somebody saw that it was a little Toto uh, pulled on the curtain and went behind the curtain. It was just somebody operating a machine, <laughs> right? So, so, so they had they, 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 uh, they had false evidence appearing real, right? This fear, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. And so, so they was actually afraid where there was no fear. I watch cartoons too, so it was a Milan with his little dragon. I thought it was like a real serious dragon, but it was the shadow of the dragon. So the shadow of the dragon looked like this tall, but the actual dragon was about this high. <laughs> right? And the interesting thing is, the scripture says in the last days when we behold Satan, we're going to be like, is that the dude that was shaking up the world? Is that the dude that had them living less than their design? Falling into lust and different things like that. Controlling their life. Like this guy right here. <laughs> how, did, how did that happen? See, so his hope is that you don't see him as he is. And the only way you can see him bigger than he is, if you get pulled out of the presence of God. No one, you always hear before I open up a prayer, I magnify God. See, because if God is the biggest thing in my view, everything else is mere grains of sand in comparison to God's love, God's power, God's peace, God's provision. But if I lose sight of God and I start magnifying the circumstance which was introduced by Satan, the false evidence appearing real, then I think the circumstances are greater than God's ability to deliver me, God's ability to heal me, God's uh, ability to fulfill me. Like I think fulfillment is based on this job, this platform, this career. And I'll keep chasing those carrots thinking, oh, I'm going to get my thirst quench. I'll keep chasing that girl and that guy. I'll keep chasing that dollar and thinking the whole time. But the whole time it seems like I get thirstier and thirstier. See, God said I've given you richly those things to enjoy, not to chase and be fulfilled by. 
You get fulfilled by me and you joy, enjoy the things. Right? Okay. So keep this. That's just, just a thought, you know, something for us to think about, right? All right, so this is beyond that. So, so this is the thing. We have to stay strong enough to maintain our hunger and thirst for God. Now, that hunger and thirst is what's deemed or what we will call passion, right? We have to maintain our passion. See, that passion won't let you rest for anything less than quenching. See, see it won't let you rest for anything less than quenching. Uh, so I was listening to, uh, I have a playlist, so this morning, Jim, listen, I, well, I listen to worship on Sundays, and so it's a song, I believe is William McDowell, and, and he was like, we're not like the king that uh, uh, sh- uh, strike three times. So this guy told him, he says, you know, you know, just strike it for, for what you want. He stroked three times. And he's like, well, why didn't you just keep on? Why, why'd you stop? So he says, so, so based on the three times is how I'm going to bless you. Based on the three times. But if, if he would have just kept going, <laughs> kept going until somebody told him to stop, then that would have expanded what he received. So, so why, why is just the one breakthrough enough? The one blessing enough? See, in his presence, you'll see things different. You'll see that as just a, just a consideration or a step, not as an arrival. Is, all right? Does that make sense? All right, so, so, so we, we want to stay long enough. See, our, our passion has to stay long enough until we get quenched. Until we get quenched. Keep going until you get quenched, right? All right, so, and, and, and this passion, you have to have this strength or this passion, this hunger and thirst to search the scriptures. Look, look, not as far as your truth. Not as far as what you know. Not even just to confirm what you know. You want to keep searching the scriptures till you find out what you don't know. Right? So, so, so not, because sometimes we go just as far as to confirm what we already know. Or just as far as just that one little piece. But do we keep on going? And so, guess what? What you're looking for could be beyond your truth. Beyond your, the reality that you've been living and playing off of. But you might have to go further in his presence to see it. Oh, I'm sorry. You're going to have to go further in his presence to see it. All right? See, the, sometimes we've quit before we really got submerged in his presence. It's because we're playing off of philosophies or uh, really because... We're playing off of the philosophy of insurmountable weakness versus the possibility of strength. So this is what I mean by that. So we're pressing and we're saying, well, I've gone further than I've gone before, and you're happy I went that far. Because based on what my ability is, that's as far as I should be able to go. Man, nobody can go any further than that. Nobody can, can read that much. Like, you know how you, 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 you're moving and you're doing the things of God, and a crisis comes up. And then you go, well, surely God doesn't expect me to go further in his presence. I got to deal with the crisis. Who says? Why can't you do both? Right, right. Oh, 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 remember the, the blessings be rolling? And, and then surely I can't spin and vacation and, and enjoy my blessings and spend time with God, surely God understands. Why can't you do both? 
This is young. Uh, it's a, it's a, oh, well, it's the truth. So I won't say the name. So I, so I, so I meet with this person because this person was uh, going to be connected to a person in my life that was dear. And so the person sat down because he knew I was a preacher. I was a minister. I wasn't a pastor at the time. And he was like, you know, uh, people always talk about God. I told my family. <laughs> I got to say it. I told my family. Uh, so he had a book, and the book was about uh, money and finances. And then he had the Bible. And he said, I set my family down. And I said, which one do you want? He says, do you want this wealth? Then this is what the focus is going to be. Or do you want this Bible? And if you want to get things in life, you're going to have to, you know, choose which one. I listened to him. I listened to everything he said. Listened to the detail and the exhaustive breakdown. And then I, I asked one question. I said, how come they couldn't get both? Right? You know, I watch movies, so it is, it is The Matrix. This is one of my favorite movies. So actually, I can, I can teach the Bible on it now. All right, so, so there was a situation where Neo was talking to the architect, and uh, he said, well, you got to choose if you're going to save Zion. Zion, people are Zion. He says, or if you're going to or, or, or if you're going to save Trinity. <laughs> he says, you got to choose. And so, see, he introduced options, and immediately he thought his thought would go, okay, which one? No, he did both. Because he had learned a long time ago all things are possible after the end of the first movie. See, if all things are possible, why are you allowing people to put limits on you? See, that's because they done pulled you outside of the presence of God of, in the world of limits. So we don't establish our retirement. We don't establish how we're going to pay things off. All of it without God. All right, so, 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 just, 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 just stay with me, stay with me. All right, so we got to press beyond our truth. And this is the thing, in the scripture, Nehemiah 9.25, you can read it when you get a chance, God gave them bread from heaven when they were hungry, and water out of a rock when they was thirsty. Now listen, he gave them bread from heaven when they were hungry. So when it, when, when it looked like nothing in mankind, nothing in the world of limits was available, God pulled from the realm of unlimited. Now, now, if you're in the wilderness and you're going, we about to get hungry, first thing you're thinking is, how much food we got left? How many rations we have left? How much is in my bank account? What's in the cabinet? But God says, when, you, when, when you've done all you can do to stand, stand there for what? The salvation of the Lord. The scripture says, fear not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. The, that word salvation is deliverance, help, and aid. It's everything you could possibly need. If you need healing, God got that. If you need provision, God got that. Whatever you need, God got it. But sometimes we're not, look, 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 just like that, that rock, we're not standing. It, it, it's taking too long. We're not what the scripture says, Psalm 27, we're not waiting on the Lord. We, we have a time limit. And, uh, uh, Minister Lamar was in guy talk, he was talking about the different, uh, uh, well, we'll say flaws of some men of God or, or misses, but you mentioned, uh, Saul, and you said his challenge was impatience. He, he tried to rush into everything. He was already anointed by God. What's the rush? 
trust God knows the proper timing to do it. He's probably working something out in you. Right? All right, so, 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 so just, 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 I mean, think through those things. Uh, we have a scripture, Matthew 6, 33. So for the sake of time, just, you know, please write it down and research it and make sure I'm not lying to you. But it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. Look, look, basically it's saying seek God's presence first. Whatever you do, play off of God's presence first. Now, I'll I, I make a case. A lot of us are playing off of our jobs first. Playing off of our family members first. Right? Playing off of our finances first. And so we're wondering, how did I get in this situation and why didn't God come through? I'm a Christian. Yeah, because we're not playing off of God first. Some things may look obvious, but you, you have to be like David. You have to still inquire the Lord. David was able to do that because he was with the Lord. See, see, imagine God's with you. You have to make a decision. God's right here. You have to make a major, like, major decision. It's an opportunity that you've been waiting on for a lifetime. Or it's a, it's a difficult situation that you're trying to get through. God's right here. You going to make that move and not talk to God? God's right here. I'm sorry. Like, like right here. Uh, uh, sweetheart, you stand up real quick. So she's going to be God for right now. Yeah, she's close in my book, right? All right, so she's right here, right? Decision comes up. I'm not, God, I'm not going to, like, so what you think? <laughs> I mean, it looks obvious. I don't see some obvious situations I've already blown in my life, right? I don't know about you, Minister Sam, I done blown some, I, I, it, it looked obvious. Like, it was enticing. How could this go wrong? There's no way possible this one can go wrong. Everything lines up. Yeah, it lined up to my setup. <laughs> so I was duped, hustled, swindled. They seem like a great person. Surely this works. Surely they'll, 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 they'll love on me, care for me, support me, be there for me. Ah, no. Took me. Took me for everything, God. <laughs> what I'm saying is the truth. Because I've been played. I don't know about y'all, but I've been played. I've been played plenty of times. What kind of man of God you and you get played? Uh, Jesus had Judas with him. You're trusting in the heart that people have when they connect with you is the heart that they'll continue while they're walking with you. But that don't always happen, does it? Okay, so anyway, back to what I was saying. <laughs> so God, God is right here. I want to check with him. I don't care how it looks. Listen, you, since you designed this thing, you know exactly which way to go, which way we should go here. But guess what? If you could have a seat over there again, lovely lady, even though I enjoyed connecting with you. Thanks for your anointing. I so, but if I'm not with God, <laughs> like this setup, if I'm not with God, I, listen, all this stuff that's around me, I, I'm by my, like I don't even see God. So I'm just going to make the decision based on my experience, my intellect, and what somebody told me. My authoritative voices in my life who I deem is more valuable. Sometimes it's leaning to my own understanding, which is dangerous. You, know, you, you, you see the difference? Yeah. Should have took that side, huh? 
<laughs> right? So, 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 so that's why we have to stay in his presence. See, you, see let God take care of our cares and our needs. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. Before that, that's, that's Matthew 6.33, it said, the Gentiles seek wealth and things of that nature. And then the scripture says, I know you have need of those things. He says, so the things that, the, the, the riches of the Gentiles and stuff like that, he says, in this earth realm, to navigate, I know you have need of those things. He said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things, if you read through uh, Genesis, I mean, Matthew 6, 31 and 32, he breaks down those things. He breaks down the riches and the things and, and stuff like that. He breaks down the clothes and your food and stuff like that. I mean, I, hey, listen, don't get me wrong. I'm God, but I ain't stupid. You and this earth. I know you have need of those things. I'm telling you, seek ye first my kingdom and my righteousness in my stay in my presence, and all these things will be added to you. Don't chase the things, chase the king. Attract the things. Like, 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 be a spiritual magnet for those things. See, in a if you're in the presence of God, you pull those things in. Just walking around, favor comes on you. People give stuff to you. People open doors for you. Situations show up that you didn't even plan. Oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll just create a position for you. Right? All that happens when what? When you're in God's presence. Outside of his presence, with all your intellect, all your knowledge, all your hustle, it still is fleeting. Because you're repelling those things. Because, see, the thing is, even if you obtain, you won't be able to maintain. And sometimes even if you maintain, you won't be able to reproduce. Because you have to be in the presence of God. So the time that we compromise outside of the presence, the time that we decide, oh, that's no big deal, it, we're stealing stuff from ourselves. We're stealing stuff. Not because we're evil, it's because we've been played by the adversary. We've been played. Spending all day in the flesh makes one week. I know I got that from a song, but it's true. Right? So just, just think about that for a second. So um, scripture says in, in uh, let's go to John 14. Because we got to get in this presence, right? In his presence is fullness of joy and his right hand pleasures forevermore. Psalm 16 11, right? But, but John 14 says something, because we're trying to get into God's presence. Um, and we'll read here at verse 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. So, 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 so Christ is the key. Now, the interesting thing is some of us say, well, I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, right? But the thing is, it's one thing to to uh, we talked about this last week is one thing to be cleansed of the world and to be ready to be in his presence that's what takes place place at new birth and new birth you're you have the indwelling that means the, the spirit comes in you and regenerates your spirit right he makes it alive because because of Adam's sin you know the wages of sin or the payment for sin is death so you're dead in your spirit you're a walking zombie pretty much Right, for the most part. You ever seen people used to live for God and then they stop and when you get around them, you're like, this, this seems dark. Yeah. You know, what is what, what, what they're dying on the inside. Their spirit is dead. Well, so, so the Holy Spirit comes in, indwells, is an indwelling, quickens us. 
right, makes us alive. That's called the uh, leper's anointing. So the leper's anointing does, it cleanses you because the lepers was outside of the camp and they had to go through a cleansing, a purification to come back in the presence of the people that were in the presence of God, right? So, so that's what takes place. I just, Lord, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I, I'm saved. Good. Got it. You're saved. You have the indwelling. But we don't want to stop there. We want to get the next level of anointing. That's the priestly anointing. Well, the priestly anointing is the anointing for service, discipleship, where you're serving. Right? That's the next level. That's that infilling of the Spirit. See, the, when the Spirit fills you up, you know, the Holy Spirit, he'll show you things to come. You, you, you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. He'll guide you and lead you. He'll stir up the gifts that's in you. You know, the power gifts, the gift of faith, the gift of uh, tongues and interpretation of tongues. First, first, first uh, Corinthians 12, uh, 1 through 12, right? All right, so, 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 so that's the priestly anointing. It's anointing to serve. So I'm not just at the altar sitting in the pews. Now I'm serving as a disciple. See, what I sow into, I have a right to draw on. I'm sowing into the kingdom. I'm sowing into God's people. So I have a right to draw the power and anointing on their lives. Well, my whole life is consuming, selfish, just about what I can consume, but I'm not giving anything. Well, I don't receive anything. All I'm just doing is stacking up a bunch of people around me that's just going to think about themselves. I start a business, everybody's going to think about themselves because that's all I do. Right? You're faithful in another man's God gives you your own, right? So it's the priestly anointing, but that's not, no, 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 no. See, see we're transforming, remember? Yeah. We're transforming. So the next level is that kingly anointing. That's the power. That's that outpouring of the, the spirit of God. That's when you walk into a room and folk get healed. That's when you lay hands on the sick and they recover. Right? There's levels to this. Right? That's when you speak a word and the unclean spirit is shaking in his boots sitting in that seat. He can't take it. As we went into a council session, the, hey, listen, it, 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 it was God did it, but it was exorcist. Man, this, the, the husband, he starts shaking all of a sudden, then he starts talking in his right mind. Ain't nobody lay hands. We ain't lay hands, no nothing like that. See, that, that was God moving because we were yielding to the Spirit. That's what happens. You don't even have to go around, hey, I got a word from God. I got a word for you, sister. You don't even got to do that. You start opening your mouth and they'll be like, hold on, how did you know that? You could have not possibly known that. You ain't even trying to uh, uh, prophesy or nothing. You live as a prophecy. You don't have to posture yourself. See, that's that kingly anointing on your life. Well, where people feel goosebumps and chills just in the conversation they had with you. You say one word, they break down and start crying. Because the burn removing yoke destroying power of God just fell on them. Just in your conversation. So what are we doing? Okay, sorry, all right, sorry. That was from last week, but I the Lord told me to talk about it, right? So where do we go? Oh, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Let's drop down to verse 20. This is great. Verse 23. So Jesus says, I'm the way. So the goal is not just to get in. Remember we said not just to be cleansed, but walk in the power. 
But he's showing another level right here in verse 23. He says, Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words. Right? So not just my words, talk about my words, acknowledge my words, he'll keep them, they'll be in them. Right? Now the next chapter, uh, chapter 15 says, you abide me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you because you're operating that kingly anointing. That's the only way the word's going to stay in you, right? So it says, uh, and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Remain in him. So, so, so it's not, God just doesn't want you in his presence. He wants his presence in you. All the time. And so we, 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 we establish our own standards because we haven't seen the, the future of our choices. Listen, we establish our own standards because we haven't seen the future of our choices. Ecclesiastes 8.11 says, the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. So men find it in their hearts to do evil. What it's saying is, there's a result of us making choices outside of the presence of God. And sometimes since we haven't dealt with the consequence right away, we think it's okay. But it says it's not executed speedily because God loves us. He's given us an opportunity to repent and get back into his presence. That's all. He's just given us an opportunity. But we don't live by grace. You live by faith. The gesture live by faith, not grace. Like, okay, there's a grace because you ain't been in his presence like you know you need to be. But when you know you need to be, and you just, I just want to do what I want to do. My mama spoiled me. My daddy spoiled me. So I'm just going to do what I want to do now. No, 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 no. God ain't no fool. God's not mocked. What's old man soweth that he shall reap. Right? So just keep that in mind. God wants to abide or be, have our both. So he says, keep my commandments. See, that, see, every time we take on the word, we're taking the word, we're taking a piece of Jesus. Jesus is the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. And it says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. John chapter 1, 1 through 3, and John chapter 1, 14. Right? That word became flesh. So, so, so every time we soak up this word, we're taking in more of Christ. And when those words rest in us, God makes us abode. When you keep that word, Christ... God, the Holy Spirit, dwells in you. You have the indwelling, the infilling, and the outpouring walking with you all the time. Now what's going to happen? In his, in his presence, fullness of joy. It's right here in pleasures forevermore. You're unstoppable. You have all you need. But we, we're striving. We're hustling. We're being tempted with envy. Why, are you, why do you have any envy? See, when, you have, when you're full of his presence, there's no need for envy because you know my time's coming. I was, me and my sister was talking about this and I said, you know what I learned? Because I used to be like, man, I'm living for God. How come that's not happening for me? And God said, well, well Keith, let me just take you back. You missed this, so I'm going to have to teach you now because I didn't grow up, you know, I reunited with my family when I was 14, so I, so I kind of missed, you know, where, hey, 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 share that. Now, and I was the youngest, so I would have got the, you know, the benefit, you know, like, Hey, hey, get out to Keith. Now, you know, you, you, you know, I had that term, but, you know, I missed that. So the Lord walked me through. He said, listen, in a family, you had children. You guys understand this. Well, they have birthdays different days. Well, you can't buy gifts for, for every kid on each birthday. 
That's not even, even if you could afford it, that's not even smart. Because you're not teaching them how to celebrate the other children. Right? So what you have to let them know is what? Hey, 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 it's their birthday. You have to celebrate them this time. Your birthday's coming too. Right? I do with our grandkids. I remember uh, one person had a birthday and the other person sitting over the corner sad. What you sad about? Well, nobody got me nothing. Well, guess what? It's not your birthday today. Fix your face. <laughs> Fix your face. And you celebrate because when your birthday comes, you're going to want everybody to celebrate, right? right. All right, so now, if, okay, tell you what. If you can't celebrate, we ain't getting you nothing for your birthday. How about that? <laughs> oh, y'all still think I'm talking about the kids? Oh, my bad, my bad. That's what God is saying. It ain't your birthday. Celebrate everybody else. Celebrate their acquisition. Oh, so you, oh, you going you go, to fix your face. Celebrate their acquisition. Okay, well, if you ain't going to celebrate their acquisition, guess what? I'm not giving you nothing on your birthday then. Oh, oh. <laughs> Right? Now, 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 now we, I, was, I, I said it humorous. We're going to take that as a joke. But it wasn't funny. We got to celebrate. Our birthday's coming. But you know that if you're in the presence of God. See, 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 when children are, are really rolling with their parents, you know, they don't be like thinking, in, they, they don't guess. Like Tatum ain't guessing if he's going to eat. Like he's not even like, he's not stressed out. Like Tatum, you good? You all right? You sit over there in the corner, you look kind of sad. Yeah, man, just, just hope they feed me today, man. <laughs> yeah, they keep busy, man, you know. I mean, I, I haven't checked the budget. I don't even know what's in the budget. I hope it's just some, some Huggies in the budget and some beech nut and, you know, you know them little... Wafer things I like, you know, I just just hope, you know, could you talk to them? They listen to you. No. I see Tatum. Matter of fact, hold on. What? It's, it's time for me to eat. What's wrong with y'all? What are y'all doing there? Y'all didn't know what time it was. Okay, so I'll cry until I can talk. But what I'm really saying is, y'all need to stay on track here, schedule here. I got to eat at a certain time. He's expecting it. Because he's in the presence of his parents. Like, all he knows is a huge house, uh, a Jag, uh, pickup truck, a lot of land where he can run around and have his little adventures. That's all he knows. He don't know nothing else. He's not expecting less than that in his life. Actually, he's going to take that for granted. He's expecting much more. That's going to be like, man, dad, I got this first house. It was only like 8,000 square feet. Are you kidding me? 8,000 square feet? I'm going to settle for it right now, but man. It's just, it's just too small. I don't have enough for all the stuff I want. I, see, I'm saying that because what do our father have? See, in his presence, we'll look at things in their proper perspective. We won't settle for little lust pleasures or, or a drink or a smoke here. Man, that stuff don't be doing nothing for us. It just make you thirsty. See, there you go. There you go, Pastor. You're gonna, you're gonna mess, mess with my alcohol. Well, if it's yours, then I don't want to mess with it. If it's the adversaries, 
and he's and he has he's tempted you to drink it, then I'm messing with you. It ain't yours. The Holy Spirit is your thirst quencher. That's yours. <laughs> Come on, man. All right, so all right. All right. There you go, Pastor. Alright, so so John six. Let's go to John six real quick. So we gotta reset ourselves to get back into his presence, man, and you know, pray and worship and read and you know, change our music and stuff like that. And and I, now, now don't do those things if you want to keep up with the world. Cause cause it's gonna be weak, it's gonna be corny, and nobody's ever gonna be looking at you, something's wrong with you. Don't do those things. But if you really wanna be fulfilled, you might want to do that. You might want to change some things, make some shifts. Try it. Just try it. Hey, hey, I told somebody this this week. Try it. Try it. Try it. Okay, I tell y'all. I'm going to tell y'all different when I told the person. I told the person, if you just do this stuff for a year, I guarantee you next year your whole life will be different. At whatever level you're at. But, okay, you might not want to do a year. How about six months? I get some six months? feel like Abraham. <laughs> six months? What, what about three months? I guarantee you, if consistent. I, I'm not talking about... I show up on Sunday, I might come to 9.15, I might come to 7 o'clock on Wednesday. Uh, I might do God talk, and I might read. I might pray. No, no, I'm just talking about everything that God has made available. See, all the layered learning, right? All the layered learning, I'm going to max it out for 90 days. 90 days, same as blessing. <laughs> right? Just, I mean, just try it. I recommend at least a year, but listen, I, I, I stake my reputation on 90 days. Consistent now. God's type of consistent. Meditate on the word day and night, do all that's written therein consistent. Joshua 1, 8 consistent. See what happens. Stay in his presence for 90 days. Shut out all that craziness. Fast and pray. Just try, I mean, I'm just saying, try, just just try it. I'm just, I'm just saying. Just try it. All right, so what did I say? Uh, John 6, 35. So look at this. Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. What he's saying shall no longer die in the presence of God. You'll be able to absorb the fullness of his presence and live. Now, it's for the sake of time. So back in the day, they couldn't come in the presence of God. After sin, now, now, now back in Genesis, in the, in the beginning, they were in the presence of God. So they walking with the cool of the day. So they, they, they wanted for nothing in the Garden of Eden. And the Garden of Eden was set up to have everything they have. If you study out, there was even gold in the garden. Like gold just flowed through the garden like it was nothing. I mean, it's in the Bible. It's not just... I didn't make that up. So they had everything they need. They had the provision they need. wanted for nothing. So, so they sinned, and the scripture says, after they sinned, it says, God was looking for them. It said they hid from God. Now, that's Bible, right? Genesis, y'all heard the scripture, Genesis 3. They hid from God. So that means we can hide from God. We can hide from his presence. Right? See, see God, is not, God is not like man. God ain't trying to chase you. But he can feel if you're not in his presence. Right? And so after sin, now they, they're, they're in a rebellious state. They got 
chased out of the garden. They didn't just get chased out of God's, God's presence. They got chased out of God's house. It was angels, cherubim with swords. Like, no, 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 no. Because what God said to Jesus and the Holy Spirit, he says, they're going to eat of the tree of life now. They already ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now they know evil. They, they, see, so they know evil so they, they, can, can, they can choose to be rebellious. He says, if they eat of the tree of life, they'll be in that, this state of rebellion forever. So, so he says, we got to get them out of the garden before they eat of the tree of life and live forever in this state. I got to come up with a contingency to get them back into my presence before they have eternal life. That's why no man comes to the Father but by the Son. So now you got God who is full of God is love. The Bible says in 1 John, God is love. He doesn't just love, he is love. Number one attribute of love is giving. So imagine his existence is I have to pour out what's in me. So he created Jesus. Then it was still so much he created the Holy Spirit. It was still so much he created man to pour his love into, to harmonize with, to fellowship with. Man rebelled, left his presence, created a void, an opportunity for him to pour his love. So because he's designed love, he had to come up with a way to, to not disqualify him, but to qualify him, get him back in his presence. But he had to give to do that. He had to give of his very existence, his very life. He gave his only begotten son to get us back into his presence, to pay the price. The wages of sin is death. It's a fixed principle in this earth realm. So he gave, he gave, he let his son die. All to get us back in his presence. And the other thing is, because if his son didn't die, we, with our sin nature, couldn't stand in his presence and live. It would be too much. That it's, darkness can't comprehend light, can't master light. God is the fullest possible light to, to ever exist. It'll kill us. But he, he sent his son to die so he can take on his fullness and live. So now we have access back to his presence to get his fullness. The scripture says in Ephesians 3.19, be filled with all the fullness of God. He wants us filled up with his fullness. He wants our cup running over like David. Because he knows that's going to spill into every life that's around us. That, it costs something to do that. It will cost you your life. Present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, which is a reasonable service. Right? So that's what God is trying to do. He's just trying to get us back in his presence right and he says listen I'm the bread of life if, if you come to me you'll never hunger if you believe on me you'll never thirst no 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 name something that we can get in this world that will never be hungry and thirsty That's the, see the thing is God created a hunger and thirst on the inside of us right and an innate hunger and thirst but it was the thirst for him. See, 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 if you, if, if, you know, like, like, not trying to be graphic, but when a baby is born and they're, 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 they attach themselves because they, they're hungry, and th they're hungry, right? Right? So imagine you have this spiritual hunger and thirst that almost like, you know, when we do uh, video and stuff like that and, and graphics, you have what you call snap, snapback. 
Like you could put in, you could put it anywhere next to the other thing, and it automatically snaps together. Well, God did create the hunger and thirst, so any time we're in His presence, we'll automatically snap in communion and harmony with it. Now, after sin, we still have the hunger and thirst on the inside. So sin created the hunger and thirst. So now we're out here, we're hungry and thirsty. So that's why we fall into lust. Because you're sitting there and, and you're filling the void, man. And you're looking for something to fill it. So Satan goes, here, how about this lust? Yeah, how about this drink? How about this smoke? How about this food? See, because the whole thing is, but, but you notice you're still hungry and thirsty. And, it, and, and, it, and it's almost like somebody giving you something. Hey, how about this? How about this? How about this? And the whole time, he's creating the, the wrong appetite that's pulling you out of the presence of God. And you get so intoxicated with his pull, you justify it, you reason it, you excuse it. Like a bad relationship. You ever talk to somebody, a family member or something in a bad relationship? They, they're going to talk to you like you're crazy. Well, you don't know Jimmy. He really has a good heart. He only hits me because sometimes I don't act right. I'm, I'm not downplaying. What I'm saying is we excuse it. Or you talk to your son and be like, nah, you know, that's the wrong crowd. You, you know, see, see, you getting all my friends. My friends are cool. Really? Because you would think you would harmonize with your family better. And you would think you would be closer to purpose. That's what friends do. They don't pull you out of the presence of God. They push you into it. Because that's where your fulfillment lies. So but if you got to change who you are to be in a relationship, if you don't meet a certain standard you're talked about, if you feel uncomfortable, like you fronting, if you got a front, that ain't a friend. Because a friend will love you just the way you are. You see, you see what I'm saying? Like it's, 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 it's a setup. The adversary has been deceiving us, pulling us out of his presence with our little, you know, that just had to be real because it's, you know, because we're at church, right? You know, we got our little private sessions. We got our little private videos, a little private. Man, that, listen, all that stuff is kryptonite. It's rendering you helpless. And it's still in your sight, your ability to see God, see what God has for you, and fulfill it. There is nothing but great people in this room. With no limits. Yes, there's some things that you haven't been able to do, but those are things you can learn because God engineered you excellently to learn anything. Oh, you think you, you just... Was born making excuses? No, you learned that. Oh, you think you was born lazy? You learned that. It's learned behavior. People say, I'm not a reader. No, 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 no. Listen, stop, stop, stop. Let's, let's respectfully stop. This ain't even sarcasm. This is real. Like, that's not an engineered design. You're not born not a reader. You're born with brown eyes and brown skin or light skin or, or whatever. You're born 5'11", or whatever that is. Okay, you can't change that. But reading, reading is a learned behavior. Oh, yeah, the, you know, I, listen, I get it, and, I'm, and, and God told me not to change it, and I'm not. Uh, you know, you got to understand, this is a culture with short attention span. 
So what, you, so what somebody's telling you to do is make them comfortable with a short attention span. That's not true. That's, a, that, that, that's not an engineered design. That's a learned behavior. That's a go to your room, go to your room, or baby you, or play with you all the time, but not stimulate your brain. So you, 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 can, you, can, you can become a genius when you decide to. Now, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not making it up. Try it. Just, just test it. Put that brain to the test. You can get focused. You can follow. You can take notes. Try it. I'm telling you, there's nothing you can't do. I had a, uh, uh, when I first started working for a church, uh, they had just started the school. So it was kindergarten and first grade. It grew every year. We're going to do this. But every year, they added a grade. So I was working in corrections with adults. Not adults, but uh, juveniles, you know, from, from 13 to 21. And so when I was talking to them about the Bible, I just whip out the Bible, give them scriptures. Well, when I had to do chapel, I couldn't go, okay, turn to such and such. Kindergarten, first grade. They'd be looking at me like they're crazy. So I told them stories, little animated stories. And actually, it, it, it made me more compassionate, more, you know, because you got to be loose. You can't be all, okay, kids. You know, you can't do that, you know. Same thing we do here. We would ask them questions, and they would tell you, they would give you a breakdown of the story. Kindergarten, first grade. I also had an after-school program. We did basketball and football from the fundamentals. And I taught them basketball to use both, both hands. So they dribble right hand and dribble left hand. Parents would come in and go, hey, hey, Johnny, you're right-handed. I'd be like, shh. They don't know the difference. So what I did was I placed the demand on them. Independent of what, man, I had people would give me, one person gave me stacks of information on the limitations of their child. I never read it. I, 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 I put every demand on that child that I put on everybody else. And they superseded the other children. See, all these diagnoses are called limits. I'm trying to tell you, it's, see, in, see when you're in the presence of God, you see different. And you see that all things are possible. You don't, you, you don't, you don't see limits. Limits are what we place on ourselves based on our perspective. Unlimited is what God is trying to tell us we are. And so you're not going to get beyond it unless we, we talked about this on um, Wednesday without the agony. You got to agonize to change. See, we're trying to go, that's, uh, uh, no, 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 I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Listen, with all due respect, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're it's, it's dangerous because even, even, you know, some of us uh, pacify or spoil kids and a lot of times we say we love the kid, but really we don't like being uncomfortable. So we do that. What's going to happen when, when you can't do it? That kid was going to despise you because you didn't give them what they needed. I'm telling you now because I counsel those grown folk now. They're going to despise you. Yeah, on the front end they're going to complain because they want to be comfortable with their kids. You got to stretch them to be who they're supposed to be. You got to give them the truth. That's what love does. See, so in his presence, we'll see, like, like I see what's in my grandchildren. I see what's in my son. And as, as, as much as it makes me uncomfortable, I lay down my like to give him what he needs. 
my son, y'all heard him up here. Y'all didn't hear him talking to me in the back there on Saturday. He's like, Dad, I get it. He says, I've watched it, and I've seen this, and I kicked and screamed, but I get it. But he ain't going to get it if, if it's just all about him liking me, being my friend. I'm saying this because God is trying to get something to us, which I, I can't tell you what the vision is for next year, but he's trying to get, like all these, unless you ain't paying attention, uh, New Beginnings was the vision this year. There's been New Beginnings all over the place. Wait till you see what God got planned for next year. But it starts with what we're talking about today. It starts with what we talked about on Wednesday. It's going to start with what we're going to talk about discipleship class uh, starting December 1st. Master Life class starting December 1st. Master Life class. And could y'all do me a favor? When y'all hear the announcements, could y'all go into your phone, look, put the date and the time, and put a reminder in your phone. The same reminder that you use to get to the party. The same reminder that you use to, to show up at the, the baby shower. The same reminder that you use to make sure you get the scores of the game. Could you use that? And I know that sounds a little sarcasm. I said I'm, I'm working on the sarcasm. But I'm, but I'm just saying, could we? Could, could we? <laughs> James told me, no, sarcasm is cool, man. I feel you, brother. We was talking the other day. He's like, man, we on this, we, we roll. No, it don't work for everybody. What I'm saying is, could we use those things to show that God stuff is important? Right? Could we, could we just, and, 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 and could we take the next 90 days and show God how his kingdom is more important? We schedule everything else. Some of us have flexible schedules and still don't make it to church. So God said, you asked me to free up your schedule, I freed it up, and you are choosing not to be here. This is not the way I thought this message was going to go. <laughs> right? So, 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 let's, let's, let's get in his presence. Right? Let's, let's get in his presence, y'all. And um, there's some stuff waiting on us. Be a lot less arguing. Be a lot less negativity. A lot less frustration. A lot less misunderstanding. Right? All right, stand on your feet. That's all.